Hello, friends. You are listening to Your Daily Drive, and I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Your Daily Drive is the podcast where we put our article content in audio format. The good news is you can listen on the go, and you can listen and also read. You can go to our website. Again, it's rickthomas.net. You can read the article that I'm going to share with you. If you're listening on the road right now, which most of you are, you can come back later at home or wherever you get to your uh, destination, and you can pull up the article and you can read it more carefully. I would encourage you to do that. In this article, I have a, an infographic for you. It is a four-part pictorial of a relationship going from dating, that's one part, marriage, dysfunction, and then the good news, restoration. And so I want to talk about this, and I'm calling this podcast and the article Storyboarding Marriage. I want to create a storyboard. That's why I have the infographic. Storyboarding Marriage from Dysfunction to Restoration. Now, there's a lot to be said about marriage, marriage counseling, discipleship, coming alongside couples, There's a zillion different angles, and so this is obviously not an exhaustive treatment on marriage problems. I want to take one particular angle to marriage dysfunction, and I want to talk about that one singular thing. Now, I've also seen this not just in marriages, it's in any relationship. I've seen it in marriage, but probably more than any other place is I've seen it in adult children. Let me explain to you what I'm talking about. When someone hurts you, when someone hurts another person, the natural thing is to run from it, to recoil, to get away from it. No person should submit to abuse. If you're being abused, you need to run. You need to get away from it. Now, that's the natural thing. But here's the problem. Well, here's another problem. The danger is that we can run into another kind of trouble. What we tend to do, what a lot of people do, is that you build a wall to protect yourself. And that wall protects you from those on the outside coming in to do harm to you. But that wall, if you don't walk through this carefully, it can become a prison and you can become incarcerated inside the very walls that you have built to protect you. And I've counseled many adults uh, through this idea, and the problem that they had was how they were reared by their parents, harsh, angry, mean parents, whether, whether it was the father or the mother. And they did what any normal human being would do. And they built walls, and those walls protected them. And they didn't see the backside liability to what they were doing. And so in this marriage storyboard, I want to walk you through this predicament. I'll use my friends, Mabel and and Biff, to give you a fictional story, and I trust it will help you. If you want to talk about this, I would love for you to do that. You can go to our website, jump on our forums, and ask questions, whether it's about this problem and this slice of marriage problems or if it's about something else something specific to you. Please let us help you. It's what we do. It's what we do all day. It's what we have been doing for over a decade now. 
And I hope by the grace of God we can do it for decades in the future. It is our privilege to be able to serve you. Did you know every year we reach hundreds of thousands of lives globally? This year, we will reach over one million individuals with the practical gospel of Jesus Christ. We help these people by providing practical tools and ongoing training for effective living. Through the written resources, audio broadcasts, equipping videos, and interactive forums, the Lord is impacting lives through this ministry. Will you partner with us? To help us continue this fantastic gospel adventure, Stephen, thank you so much for becoming a supporting member of our ministry. Thank you so much for so quickly jumping on the forum and asking questions. Others of you may donate, or you can become a supporting member like Stephen by going to our website. For as little as $5 each month, you can provide practical tools for hurting souls. If you are a local church, will you support us? Would you take us on to support our missional endeavors around the world? Whatever you can give to help this ministry will change many lives. Let's talk about this podcast, this podcast and article, Storyboarding Marriage from Dysfunction to Restoration. Mabel is married to an angry man. The dreams she dreamed during their dating relationship quickly turned into a decade-long nightmare. Biff is nothing like who he presented himself to be when they first met. Mabel is now wondering if he was ever a good guy. Though she knew he had anger problems during their dating relationship, she had no idea how it would evolve into an abusive rage. It never occurred to her that he would turn his anger on her. At her wit's end, disconnected from her local church and afraid of what he may do, Mabel made the gut-wrenching decision to take her three children and move in with her parents. After Biff realized what had happened, he was shocked. He later said he never saw it coming. No doubt Biff lived in his universe while never considering his effect on his wife. Now, I have seen this in many, many marriage situations where the spouse was in oblivion, so to speak, and they were not totally in tune with what was going on, disconnected from the relationship, and it was the spouse leaving that shook them to the core and brought them back to their senses. And unfortunately, in many of these situations, it was too late. Mabel assumed he would only get worse after she left, but he did just the opposite. He fell apart. Biff sat in counseling as a weeping, broken man. The person he had been and the person he was now presenting himself to be could not be more different. Biff created a significant counseling dilemma. While you didn't want to call him a liar, it was hard to bridge the gap between his contradicting behaviors without entertaining skepticism. The big question is, the big elephant prancing around the room is, was Biff genuine? Did his wife's departure create the tipping point that the Lord used to bring repentance to a proud man? There is no way to know, of course, not the real truth in a situation like this, at least not in the beginning. 
Now, what will happen is the real Biff will become evident in time. Though he masked his true self during their dating season, his authentic heart eventually became obvious to Mabel. This situation that he's now in and what appears to be repentance will be no different. Give him time and the real Biff will surface for the good or for the bad. His new change of face has presented an uncomfortable tension for Mabel. Should she pursue reconciliation and go back into a potentially fiery furnace in her home? She has no grounds for divorce, so that's not an option. As Biff wept in the office, she scowled at him in contempt. She had no intention of going back to live with a madman. On the other hand, there was a part of her that wanted to reconcile. She did not marry Biff to divorce him. No man or woman that I'm aware of marries the other person to get a divorce. I mean, there's something really wrong with an individual who gets married for any other reason than going the distance. And Mabel is, is one of the normal people. She didn't marry him to divorce him. She married him with the intent of living their entire lives together until they see Jesus. Mabel was definitely in a trap. What could she do? Which path should she take? She does not want to leave the marriage, and she does not want to stay in the marriage. I know very well that some of the people listening to this podcast are in that dilemma at this moment. The main reason she hung on this long was that of the children. Her thinking was that having a dad, even an angry one like Biff, was better than having no dad at all. So what I want to do now is I I want them, you also, to gain clarity on this marriage. And this is why I built out this storyboard. And it would be important for you, if you can't take the time, maybe later on, if you're listening on the run, that you would go to this article titled Storyboarding Marriage from Dysfunction to Restoration and take a look at this graphic that I have here. It will help you. It would be beneficial to for us to do before we move forward is to take a, a backward glance to see where they have been. That's part of what this infographic does. It's a quick review of Bill and Mabel's marriage journey. Now, I've divided the storyboard into four quadrants that reflect the four main seasons of their relationship. The top left to the top right bottom left to bottom right. The four main seasons are one in the top left, dating. In the top right, marriage. Bottom left, dysfunction. And bottom right, hopeful restoration. So let's take a look at the top left quadrant. That is dating. During their dating relationship, Mabel was footloose and fancy free. All things were going her way. She was fun and fun-loving. She was loved and in love. She and Bill were happy, hoping, and planning for a beautiful life together. They met on a whim, but were assured the Lord was in their relationship and that he wanted them to marry. There are a lot of times this happens in couples. They, they meet, and 
If they're Christians, they see it as providence. They're looking for signs, especially if they want a relationship and they overread into what happened and and they put God's blessing on it. And that may be true. It may be true in, in most cases, but I know there are many where it's just it's just not the case. I was talking to someone recently who they saw the signs when their family, their their child and a future spouse came together. They saw all the signs, and of course now they're heading to divorce court, and it was a mistake. And that is so common in these types of relationships. With Biff and Mabel, there were a few challenging moments, but nothing their love could not overcome. Being married to each other was their mutually agreed-upon destiny. That's the first quadrant of their storyboard. They were dating. They believed God was in it. That's fine. They got married. That's okay. The next story in the storyboard in the top right, shortly after their marriage, Mabel began to see another side of Biff. Her always appropriate man was not shy about revealing a darker side to his personality. His anger was displacing the fun they had during dating. Mabel had the uneasy feeling things were going to a place where they may not recover. Biff's anger, his neglect, blame, bouts with lust, and long hours at work felt like flaming hours, arrows piercing her soul. In the beginning, the arrows were erratic. As time went on, they came with more force and frequency while penetrating her defenses. Each shaft from Biff's anger had a stinging effect on Mabel. Initially, she was confused and in disbelief. How could he do these things to me? So story one, they were in love. They met. They dated for a season. Story two, they got married and they began to see other sides of themselves. And Mabel was seeing a darker side to Biff. And there were many arrows that were being inflicted from all kinds of means from Biff. And they were penetrating Mabel piercing and hurting her. And now we move to the third part of the story, the bottom left quadrant of the storyboard. Her unbelief and what she was experiencing turned to belief. It was true. Mabel was married to a troubled man and she was unable to protect herself. The growing disappointment coupled with her increasing fear led her to take action. This is what I said at the top of the podcast. When someone hurts you, the natural thing is to run from it. No one should endure abuse. And Mabel did exactly what anyone would do. And it's what I would appeal to you to do if you were being abused. She did what all of all sane people under attack by a mean person. She protected herself from the arrows of his anger. Mabel became more guarded and distant. She was in the home, but not in the home. And there, there are many spouses like this. Typically, it's a wife, but not always a wife. The wife doesn't leave or doesn't have grounds for divorce. She's married to an angry man, and she builds this, erects this barrier between her. It's an invisible barrier between her and her husband. Rather than being vulnerable to and controlled by an angry man, she began to batten down the hatches. She did not realize how the unintended consequences of her actions would eventually force her into emotional incarceration that would become 
the black hole for her soul. Now, what I don't want you to hear in this podcast, because I'm not saying this at all, it is not true if you hear any blame that I'm placing on Mabel, because I'm not, don't go there. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about a natural result of what happens when a person is put in a situation like this, and I've seen it many times. The protective barriers she placed between herself and her husband became her prison. Biff, on the other hand, was selfishly preoccupied in his hedonistic orbit. He was impenetrable. It was after she left that the shaking from his self-deceived stupor began. The effect on Mabel was to become a detached human being. There was a deadness about her. She had mentally disengaged from life a long time ago. She was like a prisoner of war who had lost all hope of ever being set free. Think about that, which may be the best illustration for you to visually see. You're captured, you're put in a prison, and you become a shell of a person. Her struggle was complex. On the outside, there were relentless arrows thrust at her from a mean man. On the inside, she became a shell of what she used to be. Mabel had been legitimately, objectively, and painfully abused by her husband. As a measure to protect herself from being repeatedly hurt by him, she became a distant and fearful cynic. The cynic is never intimate, but always observing from a distance. The cynic can see her world while offering observations about how things are, but she will not engage the world that she is critiquing. Why? She's afraid of engaging because she's afraid of being hurt again. She only observes from a distance. To engage her husband is to be hurt by him. Who could blame her? And again, that's what I I don't want you to hear in this podcast because I'm not blaming her at all. What she experienced from her husband was real and painful. It was abuse. The distance she created between them was not her choice. She had to pick the best of two horrible options. One, be abused. That's not an option at all. Number two, put distance between herself and the abuser, even while in the home. She did what any of us would do. She lost courage for her marriage. Her hope turned to helplessness. Her faith turned to fear. Her dream turned to dysfunction. And now what I want to talk about is the fourth quadrant of this storyboard, the bottom right, a divine rescue. There is no way to know if God will reconcile their marriage. We have to say that up front. I don't know God's mind on this. Some of the ways of the Lord are mysterious to all of us. It's not just on Mabel to decide what she needs to do. Biff needs to change his ways radically. He must stop being an abuser. Though the Lord will do his part, It's not a foregone conclusion that Biff will change. Oh, I know what I said earlier in the beginning, that he was shaken to his core. But we still don't know if Biff is genuine or if he's just doing damage control. But the good news you find here is that Mabel can change. She does not have to be a prisoner in pain. She is bound in an incarcerated state that Biff forced upon her. It is not her fault for creating the prison. She went into survival mode. It was no longer a Christian home. They devolved to the survival of the fittest construct. 
Initially, she trusted Biff to protect her. He miserably failed her. In response, she took matters into her hands, which led to her prison. Biff bruised her, plus she was captivated by her fear. The main thing that needs to happen for Mabel is to strengthen her relationship with the Lord within the context of a biblical community. Her faith in Him, in God, has taken a mighty hit. She needs to rethink how she thinks about God, and she needs the help of others to encourage her in a path forward. At this point, Biff has more control over her than God does. From her perspective, what Biff may do to her far outweighs the hope and faith that she has in God. She is in the unenviable and unsatisfying position of choosing her self-imposed penalty box, her prison, over the freedom found in the gospel. It will take a long-term and substantial discipleship plan to help Mabel to be free from her husband and to be free from her self-reliant methods of responding to her husband's abuse. Fear-based measures to protect yourself are not necessarily wrong. Again, when someone punishes you, hurts you, abuses you, you're going to be afraid. You're going to run. You expect those strategies, which is, again, it's not a problem. It only becomes a problem when we become, one, characterized by fear, two, gripped by fear, and three, unable to rise above our fears. That's the real prison that I'm talking about here. Those walls that Mabel has erected are characterized by fear, gripped by fear, and unable to rise above our fears. Paul the Apostle was a man who also found himself under constant persecution. His first reaction was like Mabel's. He became afraid. He took matters into his hands. As he worked through his mistreatment, he began to see the Lord in his suffering. When he talked to the Corinthians about these events in his life, here's what he said. You'll find the text in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Listen to the great apostle talking to the Corinthians. He said, I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life. You see the fear here? This is where you want Mabel to get to in her experience. You want her to say, I don't want you to be ignorant, my brother, of the affliction that I experienced in my marriage, for I was utterly burdened beyond my strength to where I despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Paul found fantastic grace inside the prison of his pain. He began to center himself on the counterintuitive gospel. The most unlikely place to find help was at the weakest point in his life. Listen to that again. The most unlikely place to find help was at the weakest point of his life. He said that he was burdened beyond his strength to where he despaired of life itself. And it was in that moment where he began to realize what God was doing in him, for him, and for his team. 
He no, he no longer felt the necessity to overcome his persecution, but he did realize the essentialness of finding the Lord in his persecution. Mabel needs to experience what Paul experienced. She will need a lot of help to do this. She cannot do this alone. Now, one of the obvious questions that would be raised at this point is what about Biff? What about him? Are you saying she must go back to her husband's abuse? In all caps, I say, of course not. Nobody should be sent to a prison to be punished by another human being. The marriage is just one of Mabel's problems. She's in two prisons, the prison of her marriage, which she should not go to if he's abusing her, and the prison of her fear. Though there is an interrelatedness between these two prisons, I know that they're connected, not just connected in a contiguous way, but they're interrelated, like taking both your hands and interlocking your fingers. She can work to come out from under the control of one of them, The first prison is the one in which her husband holds the keys. The second prison is of fear, and that is within her ability to overcome. She can't change Biff, but she can transform herself. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has taken you that is not common to man. God is faithful And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide you the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. She has done the right thing to get help. She has set up a flare. She has raised the red flag. It will be imperative for her friends to come alongside her to help her overcome what Biff did to her. She needs long-term care in a loving community. One of the problems for a person who is relentlessly under attack is they can lose their focus. It takes all their strength to maintain fortification while under attack. The long-term effect of ongoing abuse weakens spiritual defenses. This weakening is what happened to Mabel. She needs a close friend to walk with her. She needs to lean on someone else's faith until the Lord restores her faith. Her friends need to carefully identify how she has been weakened. In what ways? What are some things that are peculiar to Mabel who is going through this unique situation? And then her friends need to construct an extensive plan to care for her soul. This opportunity is the good news of the gospel. Our spiritual fortitude is not dependent on the behavior of another person. If Biff never changes, Mabel can still be made spiritually whole. She is a victim of his abuse right now, but she does not have to be a victim to her fear. Now, Biff will need a similar plan for different reasons. He is ensconced in many life-dominating sin patterns. He has come to counseling, which is a good thing. He must now be pressed to change. This same community that is caring for Mabel 
needs to care for Biff in another kind of way. They need to surround him, and they need to press him in a loving way, but a courageous way to press him into change. If he is serious about change, he needs to own his meanness. There is a chance God will restore their marriage, but it will only happen if he puts as much energy into his sanctification as he did in wreaking havoc on his covenant. The title of this podcast is Storyboarding Marriage from Dysfunction to Restoration. You're welcome to read the whole thing. I would encourage you to study this infographic. If this article has helped you in any way, or if you're wrestling with questions about what you have just listened to, please post on our free forum and one of our team members will be happy to help however we can. Uh, Typically, we respond to all requests in less than 24 hours. If you are a supporting member, you can ask on our supporting member private forum. But either forum will work. Just let us know how we can serve you. If you're going through a difficult marriage like abuse, do not blame yourself for what is happening. I would hope that you can be aware of the liabilities of some of the responses to that. This is where I would want to walk Mabel through, that she did the right thing by putting up barriers, but there is always a liability when we do things like that. It can have an unintended consequence, and that's what I'm talking about here. And so if you're in a situation like that, don't blame yourself for what someone's doing to you, but reach out for help. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.